today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Eric Thomas, host of Raceline Radio Network. And, of course, you can hear his show every Sunday night right here on CHML, and he's with us now. Eric, thanks for the time. Good to speak with you again. Yeah, buddy. Uh, nice to uh, connect with you and hear your voice because this is the, the true right of spring. You can take all the robins you want, but until you and I sit down and do our Daytona 500 preview, spring ain't coming. So we're we're in good <laughs> we're, we're in good shape now, and it's it's uh, great to hear your voice and my good buddy Will there on the other side. And uh, yeah, we're we're progressing here. So it's uh, like what happened to the winter and Christmas and all that stuff. It's already gone, and we're ready for the 63rd running of um, what Ken Squire used to call the Great American Race. And I asked him if I could expand that to the great North American race to include us, and he said, oh, absolutely. So we're, uh, that's what we're calling it, and we're all ready for Daytona. So, uh, yeah, you, you're right. Rolex 24 ran last week, and now we're ready for what many consider to be the, the, the big start button for the racing season with the Daytona 500. So where is racing in general this year as a result of COVID? Is everything, all these series, uh, on track for the most yep. part? They are. They are, and... Uh, just going back a page to last year, uh, I was pretty vocal on the on the on the aspect of I thought that when racing decided that they were going to be the first of the major sports out of the box to actually stage their races with no fans to get those events on television and and the racing game with NASCAR specifically and then later with F1 and later with IndyCar were the first guys out of the box. Everybody wearing masks staying distance, limiting the amount of time at racetracks, not having any practice, just getting in there and doing it and getting out of there and getting the race on television. And then as the season wore on, they started to filter some fans back into the grandstands with masks on and and, and little groups of them in their own little bubbles distancing. So they at least got the events off the ground. It was a compressed schedule for a lot of them, including uh, F1, but they were able to at least get uh, their seasons done and get a champion uh, awarded and not have anyone come down with COVID-19. There were a small handful of positive tests, but nobody came down with full-blown COVID, which was good. So it could be done, and it could be done correctly and safely, and the racing guys were the first out of the box of any of the other sports, including stick and ball, to get their stuff at least on the racetrack and get it staged and let a limited amount of fans in. So kudos to them. The local scene is a little bit of a different story because the restrictions were much stricter um, around in the in the Niagara area in terms of, of local tracks and in, in, in the Hamilton uh, area. But at least the sport scooter got off the ground and got staged, and that was a good thing. So here we are again going into the first race at Daytona. Unlike last year, there's going to be around twenty to 30,000 fans in the stands. So we're going to start with some people, and, and hopefully now that – we do have this vaccine going, and it's not, you know, it, it's not coming up as quick as I would like it to in, in Canada. So for the local tracks, we're going to have to wait and see. But at least the game, our game, is getting off the ground, and they'll start it off on Sunday with Daytona because I think they've done it well. I didn't think that was a good thing to do. I thought it was too dangerous, but they proved me wrong. Uh, and, and that's good because the championships got off the ground. They got their champion declared, 
and everything was good. We're pretty much in the same boat. The only difference being, as I said, is that we're going to start it off at Daytona with some people in the grandstands. Uh, talk a little bit about how they've really changed up the tracks this year. And, you know, COVID-19 for me has allowed me to expand my racing portfolio, and I've started watching a lot of stuff other than NASCAR because, I'm, oh, frankly, I, I'm getting bored of it at times. But I do yeah. think they are starting to get away from the mile-and-a-half stuff and do other things that are more interesting, like the dirt race at uh, at Bristol and such. Yeah. And even the Pinty Series, I believe, has a dirt race this year. And coming yeah. up later in the summertime. That's right. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's that, you great. Know, and that's good. And I, I can remember not that long ago, and you and I, in, in the long association that you and I have had, and you, you know, the good guy you are helping to cross-promote Raceline Radio Sunday nights at 8 here on CHML, is the fact that we have often said, and when you and I have gone to places like Ransomville Speedway and Meritville Speedway, we've said, wouldn't it be cool if somehow the NASCAR brigade could go back to their roots? And that's where they started was on the dirt tracks and and run a dirt track in the middle of their schedule. Well, dag nabbit, here we go. We've got them yeah. in the middle of the schedule. Started with the trucks at Eldora, and Niagara's own Stuart Friesen was certainly a powerhouse there. But now with the rest of them, including Cut, they're going to do a dirt race. They're going to put dirt down at Bristol to make sure they've got enough you know, seating there. Uh, and and that is that is unbelievable. I mean, they ran the they ran the the last. I just see all of that dirt ending up into the stands. All of that dirt that they put down, the car, it's just all going to end up into the stands, courtesy well, of that right rear wheel. That's I, I, all that's going way, into the stands. Yeah, a new way to verify if you ain't been to a, you even got dirt in your beer, you haven't been to a race, right? <laughs> that's, 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 that's what they maintain. It de- yeah, you know what? That that could be. It, it depends again on. Wow, several things, how they dress the track, how much moisture and water they put down, but how much can they put down? Like, how, how thick is that clay on there? That's and, of bizarre. course, you know it's Bristol. It's like a bowl. And once the air starts to get turned, it gets cyclonic, and it tends to go up. <laughs> but what goes There'll be up a tornado must, in the middle. Down. It might be like a little mini dust storm tornado in <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly. But at least they're going to try it. At least what, what they won't be doing, of course is going as quick as they would be if they just left it on pavement. So maybe that yeah. will help to keep the dust down. But you know but what? But you know what? Honestly, Eric, I think that is the secret here. You know, the days of putting a car on a track and letting it go as fast as it possibly can, that's impossible because safety. They'll be doing 500 miles an hour and into the stands. So put them on smaller tracks. Let yeah. them go slower. I think that's where the action is. We've talked about that before. Another suggestion I have, because I hate the all-star race, because to me it's just like you're racing, you're putting less and less cars on the track. And again, yeah. in the old days, when they didn't all finish and there's only a few that won that was a different story but it's not like that anymore well, i say know, the yeah, more i yeah. say the more the merrier so listen i'm taking a page from sports car and you tell me what you think on this i think what nascar should do next is have a road course except set it up like the sports car series so you have 20 cup guys in their cars 20 xfinity, xfinity cars in their car 20 guys in their cars or girls yep. and then 20 trucks and each one races in their class <laughs> yep. exactly as if it is a sports car race. Tell me that wouldn't be entertaining. It, it would probably be entertaining, but you know as well as I do that even though they've got road courses on the cup schedule, not very many of them, and they just did one of the races at Daytona using the road course in there, there is still a tremendous amount of pushback against anything to do with adding more road course racing yeah. to what NASCAR does. Scooter, you know as well as I do. As much but as they've I added think, like three this year, I think, haven't well, they? Exactly. But I mean, yeah. as much as I think your idea 
although a little yeah. weird, is is not bad because <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the key word, which is entertainment and entertainment. Darn it! And as you say, some of this stuff tends to be you know around and round they go, and nobody passes anybody. The bottom line in our game has never changed. You want to see people battling for position. You want to see passing. You want to see someone beat the other guy to the finish line, fair and square, with guys going sideways. There was a short track race that somebody put up on on social media the other day from some short track somewhere down in the guts of the U.S. where they came across the line three wide. They were like an inch apart, and it was amazing. You can't always get finishes like that. But, you know, NASCAR, their heritage is on ovals, and you could try and say to yourself, okay, do we have more road courses? I mean, yeah, there's, you know, Watkins Glen is back on the truck schedule, and that's good. So what you're saying is makes a lot of sense, and there is some movement toward that. But I don't know whether we'd ever get as bizarre as putting 20 cup cars, 20 Xfinity cars, and 20 yeah. trucks on the same racetrack. I think it would be kind of cool, but basically the idea of road racing for stock car racers is still a foreign entity to a lot of them, and that's why they bring in ringers like they used to with Ron Fellows to drive their cars or at least teach them how to drive uh, a road course car because it's such a different mm. kind of an animal. You've got some history there with old places like Riverside, and they still do a couple of, uh, of the road courses on the NASCAR deal, but... You know what? I mean, if, it, if it's entertainment, that's cool. But man, you know, you know, how, you know how fast NASCAR is to grasp new ideas. It, it'll take them forever to get yeah. that group. You know. So, uh, speaking of Ron Fellows in Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, are they doing a truck race this year? Will yes, that be allowed? Are. Come, it, it, they it's are on right? the schedule. But of course, Scooter, that depends on the status yeah. of the border. Like, the border, it, like yeah. it was last summer. And that's the reason why they didn't run it last summer is because you yeah. couldn't legally bring guys over the border, quarantine them, and then send them back. It wasn't going to work. So again, it depends. On where we are with the vaccinations, those drives me crazy. And I just heard on the news there uh, with Ted, you know, that every Canadian will be back will be vaccinated by September. Too yeah. freaking <laughs> slow, pal. It should be it yeah. should be a lot quicker than that. And I mean, we it depends on how many people get vaccinated, and that will determine whether or not the border is open and whether or not yeah. we can put butts on boards in the tracks in our area. And any sport for that matter. Well, uh, who's on the show right. this week? Exactly. Yeah, who's on the show this week? Um, we're going to talk to Stuart Friesen. Um, he's, uh, you know, the truck thing, but he's also added a dirt late model to his, uh, his deal. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to him uh, about that. And of course, we'll wrap up uh, the Daytona 500. And as well, uh, you've got, uh, Romain Grosjean, the guy that just about burned to death in that terrible fire in Bahrain in F1. He's going to drive for Dale mm. Coyne in IndyCar this year. So we'll talk to both Dale and, and Romain Grosjean and, uh, and we'll fire that off for you Sunday night at o'clock here on Raceline Radio on CHML. All right, Eric Thomas, host of Braceline Radio, and of course you can hear it every Sunday night at 8 right here on CHML. Big weekend as it, uh, the Daytona 500 finally kicks off. Eric, thanks so much. Be well. Have a great weekend. Oh, yeah. We know spring is on the way. We've done our preview, and uh, good to talk to you, man, and we'll do it again soon. Thanks, pal. I know. As soon as you get vaccinated, pal, because uh, I think you're older than me, you probably get vaccinated for, before me. Beer. We're going for wings and beer at Johnson's. <laughs> we are. We're going to get dirt in our food, that's for that's sure. That's Thank you, Eric. Take that's care. All the best. <laughs> The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.